For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo! Rebels, it's that time! Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. What's up, Rebels? Hope you're having a great day. Ooh, 4th of July is tomorrow. What are you doing for 4th of July? Tag us with hashtag Rebel Parenting on Instagram. Let us see how you celebrate 4th of July. We got a ton of people coming over. I'm smoking a 17-pound brisket for the very first time. I'm totally nervous. I've been watching a million YouTube videos. I think I've got it down. Uh, But you can follow us on Instagram at Rebel Parenting or on Facebook as well. And I'll post photos all day long, Er, starting early. I think I have to get up at like 3 in the morning to start the smoker and get it all ready. So it is going to be a fun fun day. This is a great podcast today. I'll be honest, it's the first time I was ever nervous on a podcast, and I'll tell you why in just a moment. Our sponsors today are Save the Storks at SaveTheStorks.com. I was an unplanned pregnancy. I don't know if you know that. I'm adopted. I was adopted into the Dobson family when I was six weeks old. My birth mom was 16, and so I love any organization that helps moms when they're in trouble because I know firsthand what that's like. Save the Storks builds mobile ultrasound units they call stork buses partnered with pregnancy resource centers around the country. More than four out of five moms choose life for their babies when they see an ultrasound or hear that heartbeat. I'll never forget hearing Lincoln's heartbeat and seeing his ultrasound for the very first time. It was life changing. You instantly know why Save the Storks works with these mobile ultrasound units, helping those in need. SaveTheStorks.com is their website. Uh, And our other sponsor is Blinkist. Blinkist is B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash rebel parenting. They do 15-minute summaries of nonfiction books. And that's apropos today because we've got Jocko Willink on the podcast. That's right. That Jocko. Wives, tell your husbands the Navy SEAL Jocko is on Rebel Parenting. Uh, I read his book, Way of the Warrior Kid, to my son Lincoln when we were on a trip together, and he loved it. It is a great book about overcoming your fears, hard work, determination, responsibility. It's fantastic. But I got to tell you, I had all these personal questions I wanted to ask Jocko because I'm a huge Jocko nerd. I follow him on Instagram. I follow his life. I know a lot about him. And when he said hello, I got so nervous. I went straight to the interview, only asked him the book questions, and that was it. And he was so kind and so nice. What a great guy. You're going to love it. Without any further ado, here is Jocko Willink on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. Jocko, thank you so much for coming on the program today. I've been listening to you for so long, and then when you came out with Way of the Warrior Kid, I gotta be honest, I was a little confused. I thought, you know, I've seen Discipline Equals Freedom and your other books, I've heard the podcast. I was surprised at a kid's book. What made you decide to wake up and write a kid's book? Well, one thing is I have four kids of my own between the ages of 18 and eight, 
And so in raising my kids, I learned some things and, and saw some things that I thought helped them. And so I thought to myself, maybe I could help some other kids if I wrote this stuff down in a way that kids could digest it. Mm. I, I got to be honest, it's a brilliant book. And I'm not a psychologist, but I've been raised by one. My dad's a PhD. And there's a lot of things you include in the book that surprised me. Um, the relationship with the boy and his dad, you know, in the beginning you say, dad's great, but he's gone a lot on work. And mom loves me, but of course she does. And that's a big mm. psychological point because there's kids out there reading the books whose dads uh, aren't in the home. They've come from a divorced family or their dad travels all the time or they weren't raised by their dad. And you've opened up that door for any kid to read this book and not feel bad about their family. Mm. And also, especially for little boys, we know intrinsically, of course, our moms love us. Of course, they think we're special. And to grow into a man, we've got to feel that ourselves. How did you know to put that in the book? Well, one thing is uh, in the SEAL teams, there was a lot of guys in the SEAL teams that were raised by single moms. Mm. And I know that you know, there's a lot of kids out there that don't have dads around. And I wanted to make sure that those kids didn't feel like they were missing out because they didn't have their dad around. Hmm. On top of that, I kind of closed the loop in the end of the book. And I have Uncle Jake explain to young Mark that he doesn't even need Uncle Jake. And you can figure this stuff out on your own. It's harder, but you can do it and you can make that happen. Because I know that Many kids out there, not only do they not have a dad around, they also don't have an Uncle Jake. And so mm -hmm. the point was you could get a lot of this stuff from from the book or from other places in life, and you didn't necessarily need a family member there to show you the way, and a lot of kids don't have that, unfortunately. Yeah, I really appreciated that. I was at a camp a couple years ago, and a young man asked me a very similar question. He said, I have terrible role models in my life. My dad left when I was little. My uncle's in you know, prison. I've got drug addicts you know, all around me. How do I do this? And my advice was to read the great biographies. Look up to the people that you look up to and try to find out what makes them tick. As your time in the SEAL team, you're on SEAL Team 3, what were the things that you learned from the men that you had to lead that got you into leadership and then started thinking, you know what, for kids, this is important they learn this early on. I mean, the book is so brilliant in teaching discipline at a time where we don't really teach a lot of discipline. We teach kind of do whatever you want to do and whatever feels good to you, not whatever is the right thing to do. Well, that's true. And that's stuff that definitely I learned in the SEAL teams growing up. And as a young SEAL, I was looking for leadership. And a lot of times I'd see leadership that didn't perform well or that I, that wasn't, uh, people kind of people that I didn't want to follow. And then I had some leaders that were absolutely outstanding. And I, I just took the lessons from the, the, the guys that I worked for that I really wanted to follow that everyone really liked that everyone wanted to do a good job for. And I tried to emulate what they did the, or the positive things that they did. And then the leaders that I had that weren't good, that people didn't like that people didn't want to follow. I tried to not do the things that they did. And over time, kind of figured some stuff out for myself. And by the time I was in a leadership position, I was always still learning, but I was at least, uh, I think, moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And how do you feel, you know, you were leading so many men and you see so many recruits come in over your tenure in the military. What kind of kids are we raising? Are we doing a good job or can we do a better job? Is that kind of why you wrote this book? So that the people that are raising kids that listen to the podcast and read your books can do a better job being parents? 
Yes, I, I think there's kids out there, and, and believe me, I hear a lot of complaints about millennials and whatnot. But <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, you know, I served alongside young kids, 18, 19 year old Marines mm. and soldiers and young SEALs. And, and those guys were as brave and courageous and hardworking as any mm. other human beings I've ever known. Amen. So in the, the pocket of society that I saw the most of was still great, heroic human beings that were out to serve others. And I think that's a, a really positive thing. But certainly when I was reading books to my kids, I have three daughters and one son. And especially for my son, because I felt like the books were geared more towards girls yeah. and mm-hmm. Yeah. And even the books that were geared towards girls, they they kind of emphasized qualities that I didn't really want to emphasize with my kids. And I remember I got a book. I went to a bookstore and I was just looking for a book to read to my son. And there was a book about pirates. And I, I didn't really look through it, but I had some cool pictures in it. So I grabbed this book about pirates and I got it home and I started reading it to him. And, and these pirates were the most pathetic <laughs> heard of I mean I thought they would at least be tough they weren't tough they weren't they weren't you know trying to make anything happen they were just it was awful it was an awful book and it and it and it was just an awful uh example for kids to see even if you were going to make someone out to be bad pirates okay well then make them bad Mm -hmm. let us see what a bad let us let us see that there's evil in the world Mm -hmm. but these were just uh pathetic and so Mm -hmm. I at that point that was one of the things that drove me to to write the book Looking back on that, I said, there's no good books for for people to read to their kids, boys or girls. And I, I mean, I get just as much um, feedback from people that have daughters as sons with Way of the Warrior Kid. And, and you know, I think that's for a good reason. Like I said, I have three daughters and one son, and, and the stories in the book are based on my, my daughters and my son. So. Mm-hmm. You can tell. And I've given this book out so many mm-hmm. times. I can't believe how many of my friends picked this up. Uh, we just did a marriage conference for a couple. All their daughters read it. They're mm-hmm. so excited that you're on the podcast today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Laura and I, we homeschool our kids and we're amongst a lot of that group. And it's interesting to watch the kids being raised today, you know, as I'm around them more. And little boys, you know, when I was little, we fought and we wrestled and we hit and, you know, we beat each other with sticks. You know, my friends and I, we all did that stuff. And today... I feel like boys are being raised in this kind of in-between period where they're being told maybe don't be rough and don't do these things, Mm -hmm. but intrinsically, that's how we're built. You know, when that testosterone kicks in, you've got to be a boy. And I like that you're letting boys be boys and girls be girls, but you're teaching them that discipline that so that later in life, they're going to grow up into the right kind of human being, a good member of society, that kind Mm -hmm. of sheepdog taking care of those around you personality. Yeah, and if you have those urges in your system, which you do because, yeah, you're a human, but you're also also an animal, and so you're going to want to wrestle and fight and grapple and throw rocks and, you know, attack each other with sticks and find out who is the stronger kid and race each other. That, that's, what, mm-hmm. that's what kids want to do. And if, and if you don't let kids express that in any way, well, when they get older and those things start to come out, they don't know how to control them, and they don't mm-hmm. know the difference between right and wrong, and they don't understand – that that when they use force on someone, how that affects the other person and how they shouldn't abuse those things. So mm-hmm. these are all things if you ignore them, they don't go away. They just they just become problematic. Whereas if you address them and you you treat them with respect, then people realize that they have power and that they need to be thoughtful mm-hmm. with the power that they have. Absolutely. 
that kind of begs the question, your childhood was kind of crazy and the military really did turn you around. We had that happen in our own neighborhood, but can you talk about what the military did for you? Who were you before you joined the, the military and how did it shape you into the man you are today? Well, I was just a rebellious kid. Um, mm. I know I'm on the the rebel. <laughs> but yeah, we've I, started a rebellion, though. This isn't about being rebellious. It's a rebellion against lifeless marriages and bad parenting. That's all. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you are a rebel then. And I would yeah. say that was the same thing with me. Um, when I described myself as a rebel growing up, I was actually a rebel against a lot of the things that I saw around me that friends were getting into. A lot of kids mm. were getting into drugs and alcohol and uh, just doing that kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. And I kind of rejected that and rebelled against it. And the way I rebelled against it was, um, you know, first of all, I didn't drink when I was a kid, which was very rare. Mm -hmm. I was, yeah. you know, into yeah. hardcore music um, and, and grew up on the East Coast in the hardcore music scene. Oh. And then when I turned, you know, 17 and 18, I said, you know what? I, I, what's well, the ultimate rebellion? The ultimate rebellion in my small New England town was to join the military. No one joined the military. Wow. And, and so when I joined the military, it was like, oh, wow, this, this guy's doing something crazy. Well, yeah, yeah I am. I'm going to go be a commando while you all <laughs> sit around and smoke pot. So yeah. I rejected that stuff and I went in the military. And the greatest thing about the military is when you get in the military, it's you're a blank slate. Mm -hmm. And it's they give you pretty clear uh guidelines of what you need to do to to improve your rank and to do a good job and it's all very clear and mm. that's what I did so I thought it was a it was a great thing for me absolutely yeah you know thank there was you a, for your service we absolutely. appreciate you my goodness well, it was an honor to serve well, we had a kid in our neighborhood who truthfully he's just a regular kid he's not a bad kid he's just a kid he drove too fast he was a little disrespectful but he's not a terrible kid. He just kind of was a pain. And as a parent with young kids, he made me nervous. He drives too fast in our cul-de-sac. And, you know, when his parents would leave, he'd start smelling weed, things like that. He joined the Marines. I'm not kidding. The first day he came back from boot camp, I would have hired him on the spot. Yep. I've never seen a... Transformation. The bigger, quicker more dramatic transformation in my life. It was yes, sir, no, sir, looking you eye. in the eye. Yeah. He can hold a conversation. Standing. He's responsible, asking about the well-being of my kids and my wife. It was shocking. It was amazing, Jocko. It just, I thought, I, I respected the military before, but in our current culture, the military can get a bad rap, and I just thought people need to know our military is doing a phenomenal job. Yep. Yeah, the uh, the Marine Corps is just an outstanding organization, as as is the Army, Navy, Air Force. But you'll mm -hmm. definitely see those kind of changes take place, and and it's because when when you go in through boot camp, mm -hmm. you you learn what it's like to not have the things that you grow up with, and and so all of a sudden all your clothes are taken away, all your you know you don't have a phone, you don't have internet, you have nothing, mm -hmm. and you earn those things back, and you learn what it's like to go through a little bit of suffering, and you understand what sacrifice is, and you learn to appreciate not just the material things, but the freedom that the world has and other people in the world and the struggles that they have. So yeah, I, I, I love the, being in the military, and I think it's a great move for, for many people. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Rebel Parenting. Hey, Rebels, this portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Save the Storks. Save the Storks helps moms with an unplanned pregnancy, and that's my story. I was an unplanned pregnancy. My birth mom was 16 and faced an uphill battle, 
and a pregnancy resource center in her area helped her carry me all the way to fruition and then helped adopt me into my family. And Save the Storks helps pregnancy resource centers across the country with stork buses providing mobile ultrasound machines where four out of five moms choose life after seeing their baby on an ultrasound and hearing the heartbeat. Over 6,000 babies have been saved on stork buses. Please support Save the Storks with your prayers and visit savethestorks.com to become a monthly sponsor. Join the movement and help us revolutionize the meaning of pro-life. For more information, visit savethestorks.com. Welcome back to Rebel Parenting. Did you miss us? Jocko, I just want to switch gears. What would you say to the mom who, um, like I'm looking at you going, yes, I need more discipline in my life with my children. Would you have any advice to the mom sitting out there listening? Like, um, I want to tiptoe into what you're talking about, but I don't know how to do it. You know, I, I think you just got to be sensible. And, and I think one of the big things with being a parent is you got to be consistent and speak honestly and frankly with your kids. You know, someone hit me up the other day, and I forget what the the basis of the question was, but there was some misbehavior that was going on. And I said, you know, you got to sit the kid down and saying, hey, okay, I let this go a little too far. I Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have. And now you're not performing well in school, or you're now you're misbehaving, or now you're treating people with disrespect. It's my fault that I let this go this far. I can't accept it anymore. And here's the rules that we are now putting in place to ensure that this doesn't happen anymore and I get you on the right track. The reason I want you on the right track is because what you do right now, the track that you're on right now actually leads somewhere. And I want it to lead Mm -hmm. to a good place where you're happy and you have a good Mm -hmm. job and you're stable. I don't want to lead it to a bad place where you're unhappy and you're broke and you're addicted Mm -hmm. to drugs or alcohol. I don't want you on that track. I want you on a good track. So these are the things I'm going to put in place to keep you on the right track until I see that you can stay on the track by yourself. And when we get there, that's great. That's fine. I'd, I'd much rather you go on your own down the path, but until you figure out where that path is, I got to give you some guidance. Mm. Nice. Thank you. That's fantastic. It's great advice. Jocko, I, along with a quarter million other people, follow you on Instagram. <laughs> and I've got the, uh, you, I think you and two other people, I have the alerts turned on for. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do, I get the verse of the day for the Bible, and then I see what time you woke up. You post a photo of your watch every morning. Today it was uh, 4.33.08 a.m. You take a picture before you work out, and you're incredibly disciplined. I love your workouts. I follow them. What's the rest of the family like, though? How do you achieve balance? Is is Mrs. Jocko up at four? Is she working out too? Are the kids there too? Or or do you have a balance where they kind of do their thing, you do your thing? How does that intersect? So I'll, I'll just kind of go one by one. Uh, my wife is is she likes to sleep more than I do, and <laughs> and she doesn't get up at four thirty in the morning, but she gets up you know around five thirty or six. Hmm. She does stuff for the family in the morning and when the family's all at school that's when she works out mm. and she's uh in great shape and and eats very healthy and just is a great person and she does all the stuff around the house and mm. she helps me run uh the businesses that we run so oh, nice. she she does a lot of great stuff but she doesn't mind sleeping a little bit more than me <laughs> my oldest daughter who's now in college 
she uh, actually has the same genetic predisposition for sleep that I have, which means she doesn't need to sleep a lot. Mm, yeah. And she was a very, very disciplined and hardworking student. And I would go to bed sometimes at 11 o'clock at night and she would be up studying and I'd wake up at 4.30 in the morning and she'd still be up studying. Mm. And so she is a, either that wow. or she slept for two or three hours. Mm. Uh, but she's just a, a very hard worker and she doesn't need to sleep a lot, which is, which is kind of nice. My middle daughter actually is a little bit more like my wife. She likes to sleep in in the morning more, <laughs> but she'll stay up very late at night doing her studies and preparing for school. And she's a she's my my oldest daughter is a, a ballerina, and that's a Aww. it's almost a it's almost like a, a level of discipline in ballet, which is borderline psychotic. And I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. I mean. I know about that. You know, pelvis is being broken and the toes and the feet and all of that. Yeah, ballerinas are super tough. Yeah, she um, she actually got more injuries from ballet than my other daughter did from uh, gymnastics and wrestling. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yep, so, we've heard that. Um, yeah, and then my son, my son, you know, he, he actually gets up early, but he goes to bed early. And he's a freshman in high school and he wakes oh. up early and surfs in the morning. Good uh, for him. Yeah, well, they they actually have surf PE here. Oh, I'm dying. I know. Is that fair? We moved from San Clemente to Colorado, Jocko. We were living in San Clemente down by Camp Pendleton where you are. Surfing all the time. I'm jealous. I'm envious. That's fantastic. So do you ski up there? Mm, not as much. We not snowboard. Much. Yeah. We snowboard, ski a little bit. Laura does that more just because with the kids, it was kind of harder doing it with the kids. We'll but, get into but, it this year more. Yep, right. definitely. But And then my youngest daughter, she just, uh, you know, she's a princess, so she does what she wants. Awesome. <laughs> we all have it. one of those. Well, I love that you're, you've got balance, too, and I think it's important for parents to know. You know, you're getting up at 4.30, your wife gets up at a certain time, but everybody's got their own rhythm, but you're teaching that. I want to move over into your book, uh, Discipline Equals Freedom. That is not being talked about. Mainstream media, in our zeitgeist, in the public culture, very often, um, we are eschewing discipline at every stage, it seems. What, why do you believe that discipline equals freedom, and how have you taught that to your children? Well, the examples that I always use for discipline equaling freedom is the number one is financial freedom. And if you want to have financial freedom, which everyone wants to have, mm -hmm. then you need to have financial discipline. That's, that's how you get there. And the other big one is free time. If you want to have free time, which everyone wants more free time, in order to have more free time, you have to have a more disciplined time management schedule. And you need to write things down that you're supposed to do, and then you need to stay on track and get them done and not procrastinate. And you need to avoid doing things that don't benefit you, like watching um, you know, hours worth of YouTube videos, which <laughs> are actually yeah. engineered to get you to click on the next video. So yep. mm. if, if you have discipline, it gives you freedom and it's the same thing with with anything in work or anything in life including work the more disciplined you are at work the the easier time you're going to have at work the le the less stress you are going to have at work the more organized you are the more prepared you are the easier your job is and you'll be stress free so discipline equals freedom for sure mm, love that it's fantastic i love it um Jocko, before we go how can our listeners support military families in two ways? One, 
while a spouse is deployed, obviously being a single parent is tough. How can we support that spouse? But the reentry process can be difficult. Um, I don't know what like a military person does, but I travel pretty extensively for my job. And at times when I come home, things get disrupted. That reentry process is tough. How can our listeners support those in the military around them while a spouse is gone and then when they're back home? Well, I, when, when the spouses are gone, which m- my wife dealt with that over and over again with me being on deployment over and over again mm-hmm. and also with mo- both my parents and her parents not living anywhere close to us ever mm-hmm. so we never had any family support whatsoever on a on a daily or weekly basis you know mm-hmm. her parents would come once a year uh, my parents would come once a year or something like that so my it was all on my wife when i was gone but luckily she formed a network of friends and when i was gone they were great friends they would cook dinner for her. They would watch the kids when they, you know, if she needed to do something, they would have all my kids over to her house, I mean, over to their house if Mm -hmm. my wife needed to do a project or something. So I think the biggest thing you can do is just give support, help out with, with, I would say if you think about the things that are normal that you do in your life, and if you actually drill down on those a little bit and think about how difficult they would be if you had all of your kids with you, and Mm -hmm. and I try and provide mm-hmm. support in those areas. You know, even something as as simple as going grocery shopping. Yeah, going to the grocery going store. Grocery I just shopping. thought of that. Yeah, it shouldn't be a big deal, right? Unless right. you've got three kids <laughs> under the age of four. And then all of a sudden going grocery shopping with three kids under the age of four is a complete gut check. Whereas if someone can come over to your house and you watch yeah. for an hour, you can go knock it out. You can actually probably get a cup of coffee and relax your brain at, 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 a, at a coffee shop for 15 minutes as well, which you which you likely need if you're mm-hmm. a mom. Yeah, you that's need. a great distinction. Oh. And I would say when the when the when the folks come home, same thing, you know, why not why not try and maybe have a sleepover for the for the veterans kids Mm -hmm. so that, you know, mom and dad veteran can, can have a night out or a weekend alone or whatever, and kind of get to know each other again after, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the man or wife has been gone on a a long, arduous deployment. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Lastly, before we go, Jocko, I hear that way the warrior kid is coming out with a field guide with workouts, nutrition, sleep schedules. Is it true? And when is it coming out? (laughs) There is actually not a warrior kid uh, field manual coming out yet. Um, there probably will be. There is Way of the Warrior Kid 2 book is coming out. I just mm-hmm. finished writing it um, a couple weeks ago. It is uh, – I, I love it. It's, it's a lot of fun. The book starts off with young Mark. Uh, the opening scene It is the last day of school of sixth grade and young Mark is not in his classroom. He's in the principal's office. And he's in the principal's office because he threw a paper mache pumpkin at a kid by the name of Nathan James. It bounced off of Nathan James's head and hit Miss Carpenter Uh-oh. in the face. Um, <laughs> he is in there because he did that. And the reason he did that was because he lost his temper. Mm. And losing your temper is something that warriors can't do and warrior kids certainly can't do it Mm. and that's one of the lessons that's in the new book is getting control of your emotions getting control of your temper Mm. sure you're not doing things that are not smart just because you're getting emotional so that's lessons in the new book and uh i had a lot of fun with it oh it's awesome thank you jocko jocko for your service for being bold for being brave and for helping us all be better parents we owe you a huge debt of gratitude thank you sir thanks for coming on we appreciate you 
Thanks for having me on. Nice meeting you, Laura and Ryan, and I hope you you guys uh, continue to put out good word. Thank you, sir. God bless. Thank you. Rebels, thanks for listening. Wasn't that great? I'm telling you, if you've got a boy or girl around 9 to 13, this book, Way of the Warrior Kid, is a must. It's fantastic. I'm not kidding. I loved that book. I loved reading it to Lincoln. And in fact, we were on a fishing trip. We had a long drive and we listened to the audio version and Jocko reads it. Oh, it's awesome. You will love it. Find that wherever books are sold, like Amazon, anywhere else. Thanks to our sponsors, The Voice of the Martyrs, helping those being persecuted for more than 50 years around the world. Persecution.com is their website. And don't forget Blinkist. I'm listening to uh, the 15-minute summary of Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink, and you can find that at Blinkist.com slash Rebel Parenting. That's B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash Rebel Parenting. Have a great holiday tomorrow, Rebels. We'll see you soon. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House. And when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L, and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us. And we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting.